SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown. Thanks for joining us tonight in a very busy show. We're going to be chatting crickets with uh, Proteus T20 skipper Fahan Behadin ahead of the T20 series against Sri Lanka, which gets underway on Friday. We'll also chat uh, to former Proteus Neil McKenzie about uh, a cool little curtain raiser that's taking place in that one. And we'll also touch base with former Blitzbox star Frankie Horn. But first, let's take a look at stories making news headlines. Round two of the group stages of the 27 AFCON is underway. Host Gabon up first against Burkina Faso. Burkina Faso leading that one by one goal to nil at nine tonight. Cameroon play Guinea-Bissau. Domestically, Maritzburg United have confirmed they've released midfielder Gregory Marstall, while Tip United have parted ways with striker Bongani Ndulula. There's some FA Cup action to look forward to tonight. Liverpool have a pretty tough away fixture against Plymouth Argyle Tier 4 team. Uh, that one could be slippery for the Reds. Newcastle United welcome Birmingham City and Norwich travel to St. Mary's to play Southampton. Day 3 of the Australian Open concluded earlier today. It was a dramatic one for Australian hopeful Nick Kyrgios. Chris Bowers was in Melbourne and filed this report. The tennis soap opera that's the enigmatic Nick Kyrgios wrote itself another episode on the third night of the Australian Open when the Aussie contrived to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. He led Andreas Seppi by two sets to love and had a match point in the fifth set, but Seppi ran out a 10-8 winner and it would somehow have been rough justice on the Italian if he'd lost. Kyrgios was warned for an audible obscenity, Dr. Point for throwing his racket, and seemed in the final set as if he didn't care. He has so much talent but seems a seriously troubled soul and once again leaves Melbourne needing to take a serious look at himself. Elsewhere, the men's singles lost its number seven seed Marin Cilic, beaten in four sets by the rising Briton Dan Evans. But another Briton, Andy Murray, will be nervous about how he wakes up tomorrow after jarring his right ankle in his straight sets victory over Andre Rublev. There were no other shocks except perhaps for a win for the former South African world number one doubles player Liesl Huber, who's now 40. She played her first Grand Slam match for two and a half years, partnering Maria Sanchez. Tomorrow's enticing match sees Serena Williams face the former French Open runner-up Lucy Safarova, the Czech who saved nine match points in her first match. And South Africa's Raven Klaassen starts his doubles campaign. He and Rajiv Ram are the sixth seeds. Chris Bowers for SAFM Sport, Melbourne. On to some cricket now, and despite confirming his long-term commitment to South African cricket yesterday, Avi de Villiers has ruled himself out of the Test Series against England in July. It was also announced yesterday that he'll miss the upcoming Test Series against New Zealand. The South African women's cricket team took an unassailable 3-1 lead in their five-match one-day international series against Bangladesh following a 94-run win at Cox's Bazaar. Proteus skipper Danae Fanikat was delighted with the win. From Dale to... Yeah, look, we're very happy to clinch the series, um, especially not taking it to the fifth game. Um, I think our batters, um, when we batted first, showed um, responsibility and, and resilience and, and took us to a really good score um, in well, the first two games and in this game. Uh, I reckon the, the third game was just a bit of a blimp for us. Uh, I think it was also just a reality check that uh, you can't just, you know, be... <laughs> Chilled with every game. Uh, Bangladesh is still a good side, especially in their backyard. Posting 251 for seven and then restricting the host to just 157. The skipper says it was an entire team effort. From Dale to Andre to Mignon today, Chloe, um, Tappy still needs to fire with a bat, but um, everybody chipped in to get us to really good score, and then I think the bowlers stuck at it. Um, I think our bowlers has been our pride and joy for a, for the last few seasons and series. So um, yeah, just really happy that we could clinch the series, and um, 
Hopefully we can make it 4-1 and not 3-2. Formula 1 News, Felipe Massa says he's looking forward to his return to the sport following the announcement that he's replacing Valtteri Bottas, at, uh, who's racing for Mercedes this season. Massa says Williams is the only team he would have come out of retirement for. I decided to, to go back because, first of all, uh, definitely I wanted to race in the team or in the situation that I really feel important, that I really feel that maybe my experience can be important for the team. And definitely Williams, is, it is a team that I can feel that. Massa says when the call came from Claire Williams, uh, he was surprised. I didn't expect it, you know, but um, things change in life. It just gave me a lot of motivation and uh, maybe my time is not finished yet, you know, in Formula 1. For all of these changes, uh, I got a, a nice and uh, really happy um, uh, happy with my decision again. <laughs> and finding some rugby news, French side Toulouse have confirmed that Stormers fullback Cheslin Colby will be joining them for the 2017-2018 season. Coming up next here on SAFM Sport Trap, we'll chat to Proteus T20 captain Fahan Behadin. SAFM Sports Trap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can via social media at SAFM Radio. Across all the platforms, you can uh, reach out to me as well, at Big Brad Brown. And uh, time to chat some more crickets. And there's uh, a great T20 series, three matches in all, coming up against the touring Sri Lankans. And then uh, five one-day internationals to look forward to. The first of those T20s taking place this coming Friday. And we joined by the Proteus skipper for this uh, T20 series, Fahan Behadin. Fahan, welcome on to SAFM Sport Trap. Thanks for, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Good to be here. And obviously a big change of, of personnel ahead of the T20 series coming out of a, a very successful test series against Sri Lanka and the one uh, in Australia. But uh, taking that confidence in, you, you must be feeling pretty good about uh, where the Proteas are right now. 100%. Um, you know, you've hit the nail on the head. You know, the ODI side and the test side have uh, built up some nice momentum. And so the, the onus and the responsibility on the T20 group to kind of try and carry that momentum. Um, we know the Sri Lankans are a different kettle of fish in the white uh, ball format. Um, but yeah, a lot of young players in the team and all very keen to impress the selectors. Fine, obviously Sri Lanka taken a, a beating in that uh, test series, 3-0. And uh, there were times where they were competitive, but they really did struggle. You mentioned with a white ball, they are a different kettle of fish. But it's important to start the series off on, on a winning note. The last thing you want to do is give them a sniff because uh, they, they'll take it with two hands. 100%. You know, uh, test side has done really well not to give them any sniff uh, in the test series. No momentum for the T20s and the ODIs. But I'm sure they'll be quite keen to... Uh, to play some white ball cricket. Uh, it's the responsibility of the T20 group, you know. We've got to carry that momentum. The training, training the last couple of days uh, has been really good. You know, the young, fresh faces have brought a new energy to the group and uh, the coaching staff is quite excited as well. And I'm quite excited, you know. First time I'm leading the country and um, at Supersport Park, my home ground. Uh, so definitely looking forward to that to a sellout crowd as well. Yeah, tell, tell me about that from a personal note. I mean, playing for your country must be must be incredible. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. But but wearing the captain's armband, so to speak, that that's something truly special. Not not many people get to experience playing for their country, but even fewer get to captain. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, not many get to toss the coin uh, for their country. And uh, what makes it more special is uh, for me to toss the coin at Supersport Park. You know, it's uh, it's been a quite a successful ground for me over the years, and I've. Played on the two leads, Geraldi Morkel and maybe the Villiers, Hashim Amla, Papi Placina, some great players, and 
you know, I've learned my trade up there. So for me to leave my country at that ground, it's a familiar ground to me, familiar change rooms. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that is that is very, very special moment in my career. Fine, you mentioned A.B. de Villiers. Obviously, he's coming back from a, a long-term injury. I, I heard the press conference yesterday, and uh, he's, he's coming back. He's, he's up for selection for the final match of the three, and, and you said that's if he gets selected uh, in jest, obviously. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a class player. What, what does it mean having the likes of, of A.B. back in the mix? Yeah, look, we are super excited to have him back in the mix. You know, um, if he's playing cricket for South Africa, you know, we are... We are we are we are doing quite well. So you know he's quite keen. He had his training session today, and uh, you know I'm sure he'll be in and around the squad the next few games, and he'll definitely be in the mix uh, come uh, come Wednesday in Cape Town, just before the ODI series. You know you obviously take over and lead the team in the ODI series. He's the ODI captain, and he would want to lead from the front. You know he's a very competitive person by nature. You know being out being being out of the game for such a long time, so. You know, you'll be very keen to impress as well. He doesn't need to impress anybody. You know, he's one of the best players that has ever played the game. Um, so we're very excited. I'm glad uh, he's on our side. Juan, talk to me about some of the, the youngsters coming through, the new faces that uh, we, we might not have seen in the green and gold yet. They, they've obviously shone on, on the domestic front. But uh, so, some of the names that, uh, that people might not necessarily recognize if they don't follow domestic cricket, Saving uh, Cricket's in good shape. Yeah, 100%. You know, it gives the selectors a broader uh, picture of the depth in our country. Um, you know, there are six new faces in the squad. Uh, you know, to mention a few, Lundin Gidi, John John Smuts, who's the leading run scorer in the T20 competition. Lundin Gidi has uh, put up his hand two, uh, twice in T20 finals over the last two years for the Titans, the Multiply Titans, you know. Uh, the, and the multiple thousands have won the two trophies, so he's done really well in big occasions, even though being a young kid. Uh, you've got Dave Patterson, Mangalisa, Masekhe, who's been, um, been around the circuit for such a long time. So a lot of the guys, have, although being the, you know, the first call up to the protest, have played quite a lot of cricket. So, um, yeah, those are some of the faces, and, you know, these are the players that have stood out in the key training challenge. You know, they, they put up their hands, they, they uh, came in to the setup with the massive form behind their name, so you know they'll be they'll be keen to impress. Fine, I'm going to be chatting to, to Neil McKenzie a little bit later in the show as well about the, the KFC Mini Cricket Initiative that's taking place with uh, the youngsters. I think it's the Fluor Primary School that are going to be playing uh, Proteas ahead of their T20. That's also a pretty exciting initiative, not just for those youngsters to to get to meet the heroes like yourself, but uh, to to play some ball against them. Yeah, 100%. You know, KFC has been a fantastic sponsor for us. And, uh, you know, they're just, you know, keen to get kids active again. And um, the mini cricket uh, initiative that they've brought in is um, it, it's, it's very cool. You know, I, when I was a youngster, all I wanted to do was play a little bit of cricket. And um, now they have a platform to play against the, against the superstars. You know, I might not have had that platform at the, when, when I was younger. Um, but yeah, so to play against the superstars, some of the some of the pro tier players, some of the legends of the game, you know, for the Yankees to get involved in the up shoulders with them is a fantastic initiative. Well, fine. Best of luck uh, for Friday and the rest of the series. Let's hope it gets off to a, a winning start, and uh, yeah, we look forward to to seeing some some white ball action, lots of big sixes, lots of runs, lots of wickets. Good luck. Sure. Thank you very much. This is sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. 
You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. And yesterday in the headlines, uh, South African rugby paying tribute to retiring Blitzbok legend Frankie Horn. Uh, decided towards the end of last year that he was uh, going to hang up his boots. But obviously with uh, the holiday break, uh, we sort of chatting to him now. Frankie Horn joins us. Frankie, welcome on to SAFM Sports Chat this evening. Thanks for, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Frank, it's been an incredible career. Gee, I mean, if you look at what you've what you've achieved, I mean, going back to where you started, it, it must be almost surreal that you've you've been able to do what you've you've done. I mean, Commonwealth uh, uh, Olympic bronze medalists, uh, Commonwealth Games gold. You you've played in in incredible amount of tournaments. I think there's 14 uh, HSBC World Seven Series tournament wins under your belt. Uh, you, you've had a good career, haven't you? Yeah, I've been blessed to have a good career. I mean, this is very very few guys can say that they've been in the system for nine years, for nine years and, and had a lot of successes with it, you know, going with it. So, yeah, I've been really blessed and very privileged to be playing with such great individuals and, and management squad. Frankie, as, as far as those tournaments, 68 consecutive, I think, is, is the number. Uh, I mean, sevens rugby is very taxing on the body. You've got to be super fit. What, what would you attribute your, your sort of longevity and, and being able to stay fit and, and I say injury-free, but it's probably semi-injury-free and uh, over that period of time? Yeah, I mean, I can just thank my, my, my management staff for it. I think, um, we've been, we've been privileged enough to have uh, a good backing with, with physios and masseuses and, 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 and just a great coaching staff all around from, from the get go. So, um, that and a lot of stubbornness and, and, and a grace from God. So, to, um, those three things I can probably give, give those attributes to them, uh, or accolades to them because they're the ones that pushed me through. Frankie, what, what's life like after Sevens Rugby now? What's, what's the plan? Yeah, I've got a couple of ventures coming up. Um, got a couple of stints in the States ahead of me. Um, helping consultant-based coaching for some foreign teams. So, yeah, and, and then starting a seventh academy here. Yeah. Uh, still actively uh, doing um, uh, more like a sideline-based um, um Yeah, it's a couple of little ventures that's keeping me busy and, uh, and a, a couple of good big things on the way for, for later in the year and 2018. So, yeah, it's just all working towards that stuff. And then, yeah, just uh, just... Seeing where I fit in. Uh, obviously rugby related. You you haven't had enough. You're not hot full and it's time to move on. You you obviously still want to be involved with the game. But but hot full of playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, just keeping fit. That's the biggest uh, the biggest one. Um, but yeah, otherwise no 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 not at all. I would like to contribute and give back to the game. Uh, um, it, it would be sad to, to to just pack up and leave and, and not give back anything in Oldham than just to go die with with all the knowledge and and, and experience one has and built up to the years. So you're trying, I'm trying to get all the youngsters going, um, little small things here in SA, uh, getting an academy hopefully up and running for 2018, the 7th Academy, um, and, and, and yeah, just getting a couple of students in the States in with, with uh, coaching specific clinics and stuff like that, and, and yeah, just uh, keeping up, keeping busy with a little few small little ventures that's popping up, and then yeah, just see what I slot in at the end of the day. Frankie, as far as career highlights, it's probably difficult to, to, to pinpoint, but what would you say has been your, your career highlight? Oh, I think probably the 2009 series uh, when we won the circuit. Um, that is probably one of the standout events. And the I mean, we've had a couple of good tournaments. We bounced back from from what should have been a sure loss and that type of stuff, and back-to-back tournaments wins. Um, but yeah, probably Commonwealth and, and the series one at 2009 was was probably the standout event for me, um, or what I can say, it's probably the best. Any regrets? Um, uh, probably that I didn't start earlier <laughs> um, uh, and try to stack up more tournaments, uh, I think, uh, and give myself more opportunities. I only figured out a bit too late and, 
uh, in terms of when I was uh, thinking of getting to know what I, what's required before seven. So I've, I've had opportunities in the, in, in the beginning, but never took them wholeheartedly. But then later figured out like I could do this, and then I took, took the opportunity with both hands, and then ended up where I am now. Frankie, you look at the state of, of Sevens rugby now. Do you think we we in a better position now than, than we were when you started? Oh, well, in terms of spectator numbers and, and, and the following that's gathered behind Sevens, um, yeah, it's much better. I mean, when we when I started, um, we were kind of, I call it the dark ages of Sevens. Um, we, there, was, there was a following and a fan base, but not as huge as now. I mean, now you have millions of followers every year gaining momentum. Just following the game, uh, view numbers are up. Uh, people that are trying to play the game, uh, tournaments popping up everywhere, uh, uh, coaching ventures starting up. Uh, Japan is, uh, China is pumping in a hundred million US dollars towards their uh, rugby campaigns and seven specific and all that type of stuff. So it's a lot of a lot of people are, are, are jumping on board. I mean, teams that are normally not good in fifteens, they can contribute in sevens and they can and they can uh, be a dominant force in sevens. So I think a lot of people are trying it out. And, and it's just gaining momentum day by day. What do you think has been the success of Sevens as a as a sport? You, you look at what's going on in, in various sporting codes. 15-man people are, are struggling to get bums in seats to watch games. Uh, if you look at other other sporting codes like cricket, they, they're struggling with the same things. Whereas seven just seems to be growing and, and just really exploding. What what would you attribute that to, Frankie? Man, I think it's a sport. I mean, literally watch on a weekend, you can watch your team for an hour and a half and pick the games you want to watch and then you can go back to the beer thing or you can carry on with your business back home and then come back an hour and a half and watch your team. I mean, you get to watch 16 nations fight it out over the weekend of two or three days and uh, and it's just all around the price fest. I mean, it's like even if you don't really back your team, you just have to, have to applaud what they're doing and giving uh, them credit for the tries and the, and the physical and the athletic abilities they have. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a more spectator sport than anything. I mean, it's, a, it's an all-fun experience for family and everyone. Um, and it's just, like I said, gaining popularity all over the world. People are just more following it. It's not the tradition where you sit like 18 minutes, watch a kicking game or watch scrums collapse and that. So it's just, or cricket for that matter. Um, it's just different. It's a, it's a more faster paced game. Uh, you can watch it and you can be done for the weekend and it's, it, it, it creates expectation because it's not every weekend. It's two weekends in a row and then you have a gap for four weekends and then it's again and then as the cycle carries on. So it's, it creates that one thing effect that you want to watch it, you want to see who's the best, you want to back the underdog, all that type of stuff. So yeah, that's what probably the seventh is about. Looking at the Blitz Box now, I know they're hungry for a World Series uh, overall victory. They've got the season off to a good start, a win and a second place. I know they're bitterly disappointed with a second in, in Cape Town, but uh, showing good signs. I know they're going to lose a couple of players to 15-man when Super Rugby starts, but they're in a good space. Uh, they, they seem hungry. Yeah, they are very hungry. Um, unfortunately, we have picked up a couple of injuries now over the last uh, couple of weeks. So, um, Kyle Brown being injured for most of the season or the whole season. Um, I saw today Sissel got injured. Um, so, I, I don't know. We, we're strapped a bit of depth. But uh, otherwise, the guys look hungry. I saw this some of the trainings at, at Stellenbosch when I popped in there. Um, and the guys are really good. So, we can only hope it's uh, a was the game that was designed to break hearts. Right? So, <laughs> you, you think you're in a run, but then another team come and puts you. Uh, so, it's a... You have to stay up fresh and stay in there for the moment for the whole time. So, yeah, we'll see. We can't guarantee any success, but they've been off to a good start. Unfortunately, they didn't pull through in Cape Town, but that's seven. That, that happens. Well, thank you, and thank you for the memories. It's been incredible watching you over your career. Uh, I love Sevens Rugby. I'm a huge fan, and I think uh, the contribution you've made to South African Sevens Rugby has been immense, and I uh, wish you all the best on your future endeavours. 
thank you for all the support and yeah thank you for the listeners for supporting us and, and myself for all these years and uh, yeah just keep on carrying us we'll carry the flag and the guys will carry the flag for the future and yeah thank you very much you're listening to sport on SAFM the next best thing to being at the game a quick football update uh, for you from the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, the first of the day's games. It is half time between the host Gabon and Burkina Faso. It is 1 1 uh, with the hosts picking up a penalty uh, right before the half time break. We'll have more scores for you a little bit later on and on AM Live tomorrow morning, the results of both today's games. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And there's uh, lots of cricket coming up. T20 International, the first of three. The Proteas is taking on Sri Lanka uh, on Friday. The first one gets underway. But there's been lots happening behind the scenes. And a few weeks ago, we spoke to former South African skipper Graham Smith uh, about a wonderful initiative that KFC Mini Cricket uh, is running at the moment, giving uh, some youngsters the opportunity to take uh, take on the Proteas. And uh, the next instalment takes place on Friday as a curtain raiser at Supersport Park, but uh, one of the gentlemen involved in working with these kids is another former pro team, Neil McKenzie. Neil, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to, good to be here. Neil, we'll, we'll chat about the school that you've uh, done a little bit of work with. They're obviously the, the team that won, and we'll give the details on how other schools can get involved. But uh, mini cricket, I think at all, all of us, uh, I mean, I, I was a rubbish cricketer right throughout my career, but uh, you look at the, the top flight, and, and almost everyone's played mini cricket at some stage in their career. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, obviously it's been around for years, KFC, uh, you know, a great initiative, initiative for them. Um, you know, I've been involved with KFC for the last three years, uh, and, you know, what a great sort of opportunity for the kids to not only meet their heroes, but to get to play against their heroes, and, and there's some uh, wonderful stadiums as well. So, I mean, the last three years have gone really, really well. Um, I know Graham's uh, side lost to the Proteas uh, in December, so hopefully... Uh, Fleur Primary School can um, even up the contest. I was going to say, what, what are the chances? You, you did some work, I believe, with them yesterday. Uh, they must be pretty amped and pretty excited to take on the protests on Friday. A good little bunch of youngsters? Yeah, really good. I think, you know, you go all around South Africa and uh, just the facilities and, um, you know, all these schools and, and the talent floating around South Africa, we definitely, uh, you can see why we produce so many great sportsmen. Talk to me about the importance of, of starting youngsters young, Neil. I, I mean, mini cricket, uh, these kids are, are particularly young, and, and it's, it's a great way for them to get in, in started with a game. But obviously, the, you, look at, you look at international sports people, they've all been playing for a long, long time. Is it a case of the sooner the better? Yeah, I think on, on a, there's a few, obviously, positives with, with playing early. I think, obviously, being outdoors, I think uh, tendencies to iPads, and I've got my kids there, sort of iPads and TV games and everything like that, so it's always good to be outdoors and active, um, you know, uh, second of all, you know, it just gives you the basis for, for softball cricket in terms of uh, getting a love for, for cricket, um, and then high, hand-eye coordination for all other sports, and um, obviously technical side, you know, get the bowling action going and, and catching, throwing, batting, so... You know, it's all just positives. It's, it's all a bit of organised chaos as well, and, and, and probably most important is that the kids enjoy it. If they, if they don't love the game from early on, they're never going to play it later on. Well, that's exactly it. You know, it's instilling that sort of love for the game. Um, you know, I can think back to my mini cricket days in terms of, uh, you know, getting out there, hitting the ball as hard as I could. Uh, a lot of mates uh, that, that you go through different various phases in your career, um, through primary school, high school, varsity, and uh, hopefully further up for a couple of the youngsters. So, 
you know, good memories um, going back. I won't tell you how many years, but uh, good memories. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not going to give my age away either, but I said to Graham when we chatted, Tim, that uh, there was an involvement of Alan Donald when I was a youngster. So that's uh, a lasting memory, and I'm sure a lot of these kids are going to tell stories in the years to come of, of their involvement with you and, and the likes of Graham Smith and, and Funeko Ngam, who's, who's doing the Eastern Cape and KZN. Neil, as far as the proteas go, you're involved down on a, a batting consultancy sort of uh, role at the moment. Uh, great test series against Sri Lanka. Obviously, the, the shorter format stuff coming up, but uh, Southern Cricket in good shape at the moment. We, we're looking pretty decent. Yeah, I think obviously we took a little dip there, the, the Indian series. Um, not easy tracks to, to play on there. And then um, we had a few few excursions. So we did hit a, a little bit of a, a slump in the road or a rock in the road, um, you know, almost a year or odd ago. So, um, you know, the guys are in good space at the moment, playing some good cricket. And it's come really from the players, you know, the positive attitude, um, guys wanting wanting to sort of uh, put their put their side up and put their mark on, on the Proteas. You know, I think you're only in the Proteas for for a certain period of time and, uh, you know, everyone wants to leave the Proteas better than they found it, which is a, a great attitude to have. Um, and, you know, we've got a great management um, team um, and it really helps when you're touring and, and traveling to be with, with really good, good guys and guys who want to work and want to win and want to play for, you know, proud to represent the country. You talk about slumps of form. Someone who's who struggled uh, in Australia and uh, the first part of this series was uh, a, a man who's who's no stranger when it comes to scoring lots of runs. Hashim Amla, uh, an unbelievable century in his hundredth Test match. Uh, you, you must have done a little bit of work with him behind the scenes. But uh, as they say, form is temporary. Class is permanent. He's a great player. Yeah, that's uh, that's saying definitely goes with Hashim. I think uh, he's allowed a little slump every now and then with all the runs that he's made. Um, it just shows you what a you know, what, what a good space the team is in, you know, where, where a guy like A.P. De Villiers is injured. Um, Hashim Hamler isn't getting the runs that he wants to be getting or we used to uh, him getting, and the guys are still doing well, you know, down under, uh, won that series. We've got a big year coming up now, but it is good to see Hashim Hamler back in form um, and, you know, well-deserved. Uh, his 100th game, he's been a stalwart for South African cricket and, um, you know, they talk about uh, you know, paying your dues and uh, he definitely paid his dues to get that under. You know, would you say that's one of the strengths of South African cricket at the moment is we're not reliant on one or two players? You mentioned AB who hasn't been playing, but uh, on the flip side of that, you, you look at uh, on the bowling front, Dale Staines been been out of action, but uh, everyone seems to be chipping in both with the bat and the ball. You look at the amount of hundreds we've scored uh, across the board right throughout that batting order, and, and all the bowlers seem to be picking up wickets. So there's a lot of competition for places at the moment, and uh, I think the guys that are getting selected, oh, there's a bit of continuity in the selection. You know, the guys are... I know that they that they there. Um, they're going to get a, a fair decent run, and it's up to them to sort of put your hand up. You can't always decide when you when you're going to get your runs. But um, the approach and the the team first attitude has definitely come through, and it's definitely shown in our results. So, as I said, you know the guys. Uh, however long you're going to be there, if you're going to be there for ten years, you're going to be there for a week or a game. You've got to leave, try and leave the approaches in a better a better position than when you found them. And you know if. If we go with that philosophy and uh, whatever, putting the team first, I think um, we'll go e- even better. Uh, and, you know, as, as I said, it's going to be a huge year for us. Uh, we've got a, the, the Sri Lankans now, then we've got New Zealand, then we've got tough tour of England, Champions Trophy. Um, so there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of big tournaments and big series coming up. 
You know, we've mentioned the, the youngsters with the KFC mini cricket as well, but uh, there's some great youngsters coming through in, into the Proteus setup. I mean, we've seen the likes of, of Kajisa Rubado, Quinton de Kock, Temba Bavuma, but in this T20 squad, uh, a couple of youngsters who, 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 who can really strut their stuff. We've seen what they can do at domestic level, some at international level. Exciting times ahead. Yeah, quite a few youngsters, and there's a few slightly older guys as well. They've sort of uh, tried to get form uh, from the, from the uh, T20 competition. Um, obviously, resting the guys. Uh, a couple of the guys, as I said, is going to be a huge year. So, nice opportunity for those guys to step up, um, come see what the protest is all about, and, and represent your country. You know, we're all about you know, 100% and, and winning. So, uh, it is a, a different squad, um, but the the hunger and the results definitely, uh, hopefully, will be the same. Well, if the Proteas are going to win one game on Friday, make it sure it's the second one. Let the youngsters from Fleur Primary uh, win the first one. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dead, dead right, and then I would have won two. So that would be great. <laughs> Neil McKenzie, as always, great to catch up. Thanks for your time, and uh, yeah, best of luck uh, to you guys in the upcoming uh, T20 and ODI series against Sri Lanka and beyond for 2017. It's going to be a great year of cricket. Great, thanks for having me, and have a good evening. Don't forget, you can get to kfcminicricket.co.za if you'd like to get your school uh, involved in the competition. They could be taking on the Proteus men or the Proteus ladies. SAFM Sports Wrap. It is going to be a great series. It gets underway on Friday at Supersport Park in Centurion. We'll have live crossings throughout that T20 series, by the way, here on SAFM, so make sure you stay tuned to South Africa's news and information leader. Thanks to all three of our guests this evening, Proteas uh, T20 skipper Fahan Behadin, Frankie Horn and Neil McKenzie for joining us tonight. Don't forget, uh, we'll have uh, live AFCON action uh, on various SABC radio stations and television this evening. The second half of the first clash uh, about to get underway. It is 1-1 uh, with host Gabon up against Burkina Faso. The late game tonight sees Cameroon take on Guinea Basal, so another great game to look forward to this evening. And that's about it for SAFM Sports Wrap tonight. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Whitten. Make sure you tune in then. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, another insightful uh, edition of the Talk Shop with Naledi Maleo. Make sure you stay tuned. And Greg Host has got your news from myself, Brad Brown. Be in touch on social media at Big Brad Brown is where you can find me. You can also reach out through the various SAFM uh, handles across all the platforms as well. Look forward to engaging with you until tomorrow from myself and my producer Javon Chetty. Thank you for listening.